Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, sorry I've been gone for a while. Had things going on, but we're right back to it. So, uh, if you don't know, this is a podcast where I want all you guys in the YouTube comment section running your mouth. Let's hop on here and have civil conversations about the same topics. Except for instead of typing back and forth to each other on YouTube in a thread with 60 comments we got to read through just to get to the ones we want to see... Let's hop on the podcast and let's all talk about it. You know, I don't, um, I'm not about promoting these fighters. Like the USC tells you that these are the best in the world and he's the, the best fighter in the world and blah, 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 whatever. Right. They have to tell you that they had to market them that way because that's how they're making their money. I'm not making money off this podcast or off the UFC, so you're going to get some real opinions and probably a more honest opinion than you'll get from an Ariel Helawani who makes money promoting these fighters, you know, and promoting their brands, you know. So uh, I know I've been going for a while, so we're not going to go too far back in everything I missed, but we'll go a little ways back. So let's start off talking about some big news. John Jones vacates the light heavyweight belt, and he hasn't really said anything, but there's talks about him maybe moving up to heavyweight. I think this is stupid, okay? John Jones will not last a heavyweight. Mark my words. There's no, there's, there's not too many top heavyweights. He's going. John Jones is not finishing light heavyweights, you guys. <laughs> like, yeah, back in his freaking juice head days, he was spinning back elbows. Flying knees, crazy attacks. Look at his last few fights in the UFC after he beat Daniel Cormier the second time. He had an okay one with Gustafsson. Anthony Smith was in. Tiago Santos in. Dominic Reyes in. A lot of people have a lot of people have him losing the Dominic Reyes fight. I don't. I think John Jones clearly won that fight, but you know I can see other people's argument. You know. And John Jones was not going to beat Dominic Reyes twice. All Dominic Reyes needed to do was not have uh, such a high output that first two rounds. He needed to pace himself a little better. And I think he would have beat John Jones. A second time around, I think he destroys John Jones. You know? Okay, Dominic Reyes is the type of fighter who will sit in the pocket and trade with you. You know, John Jones gets hit. He just gets out the hell, you know, get, gets out the way. You know, he doesn't sit and trade with nobody, you know. So I don't see him beating Dominic Reyes twice. But I don't see Dominic Reyes beating Jan Blakowicz either for the title. That, that's who's fighting for the title next. Dominic Reyes and Jan Blakowicz for the light heavyweight title. I don't see Dominic Reyes beating Jan. I see Dominic Reyes being high up in the rankings because of his name, because they they push for him to be high in the rankings. But I see him losing to a lot of the top tier talent in the light heavyweight rankings. And he'll eventually be a a Chris Weidman. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. That's just really how I feel. You know, I don't see him really competing because Chris Weidman is in the top rankings, not because his body of work. He's like four out of his last, he lost four of his last five matches. So it's not because of his incredible value uh, uh, body of work. It's because he's Chris Weidman and he beat Anderson Silva, you know. So that's why he's where he is now, not because his crazy body of work, you know. And Dominic Reyes is there because that's who they've been pushing, you know. 
I don't think he's going to beat Jan, though. I think Jan is going to be the light heavyweight champ. I don't think he's going to be the champ for long. I think he's going to get beat, too, because he's not this dominating fighter either. So I think he's going to get beat, too. I think the light heavyweight division is going to be in flux for a while until we get a dominant champ, you know? Um, but, yeah, that's John Jones news. Also, I know y'all all heard about this. Paulo Costa and Israel Adesanya are fighting in September. Ooh, I can't wait for that shit. I'm almost more excited about that than I am about um, Habib fighting Justin Gaethje. Because Israel would have you all believe you're a casual if you think because Paulo has big muscles, he's going to, and because he's skinny, that Paulo's going to beat him. It's funny he says you're a casual if you believe that, but then he said he believed John Jones, skinny legs, and blah, 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 won't do good at heavyweight against uh, Francis Nugano. So he literally just said a skinny guy won't do good against this guy because this guy has big muscles and power. He just said that about when he was doing his little um, media day, his media day thing where he had that pink hair and that little gay earring in his ear. He said that John Jones was too skinny. His legs were too skinny, and he wouldn't be able to hang with the Francis Nuganus of the heavyweight, the big guys. So basically, you're admitting that power does make a difference when you're that skinny, but just not with you. I can't wait to see this, you know? Because I think Paulo Costa is going to beat his ass and then dominate the middleweight division for a long time. I do not see Izzy beating Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa went three rounds with Yoel Romero and got hit and was kept coming. If Yoel couldn't knock him out, I don't see Izzy knocking him out. And I, and I, and I don't see Izzy pointing him to death because Paulo's going to come forward and swing. Paulo's going to go for that body, and he's going to fuck Izzy up. I feel bad for Izzy because his reign as champion is pretty much over. You know? It's pretty much over. Paulo Costa's going to smash him. It's not even going to be a, a fight, I don't think. Izzy's going to be running the whole fight. Mark my words. He's going to turn and run more than once in that fight. Mark my words. Trust what I tell you. He's going to turn and run more than once in that fight. If he doesn't go down the first round. Which I think he's going to go down the first round. I don't think he's going to last more than two, two rounds of Paulo Costa. I don't, I don't think he will. You know, I don't think he will. But... There's that. You know what I'm saying? There's that. I can't wait for that fight to happen, though. It's going to be an awesome-ass fight. Fucking Justin Gaethje and Habib Nurmagomedov. Awesome-ass fight. I think Habib is going to win that fight. Habib is not going to stand up with Justin. He's not. He's going to single-leg him to death. You understand? We've all seen Habib fight. You know what he does. Now, everybody talks about Justin Gaethje's wrestling. Okay. I think Justin has good wrestling, too. But I think Dustin Poirier has good wrestling, you know what I'm saying, good jiu-jitsu, you know? So, and you see how he did Dustin. He broke Dustin. Dustin said, I just can't get him off of me. Right then and there, he was broke, you know? So, it's all it's all interesting to, you know, take in and look at and stuff, you know? But Habib is going to win that fight, you guys. I got Habib winning that fight. I got uh, Paulo Costa beating Izzy. Bet me. Please bet me. Hop on with me. Let's cash app. Let's bet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, Sean O'Malley. I still think Sean O'Malley is going to be a champion. Uh, he lost to Cheeto. It was a clear It was a clear loss. It wasn't any controversy. I, I 110% believe that leg kick is what fucked up 
uh, Sean. Sean started backing up, and when he stumbled the first time, he was already backing up to the cage from the leg kick. If you've seen him fight, it's not how he fights, but his back against the cage. He usually takes the center of the octagon and just kicks you to death. He had stopped kicking, and he was backing up, and then he stumbled the first time, and then he stumbled the second time, which probably made it worse. And then, he, and then he just fell down, whatever, right? When he falls down, this is now, his leg being hurt does not take away from the elbows that was landed on him that stopped the fight. He didn't even try to stop the elbows. He just ate some elbows and the fight ended. It got ended. Now, with uh, Macy Barber, when she fucked her leg up fighting Roxanne Matafari, she was standing on one leg trying to bang it out. And she got took down and she was on the ground still defending. And I'm not mistaken, she tore ACL in the first round. You know what I'm saying? And she she fought it out. And when he was on the ground, he could have pulled guard. I, mean, I don't know how serious the leg injury was. He didn't need any surgery or anything, so it wasn't too bad. Uh, Macy Barber needed surgery. You know, and, and I, I agree with Ben Askren. He was saying getting carried out of there on a stretcher for an ankle injury uh, kind of a bitch move you know what I'm saying I like Sean O'Malley but that's kind of some bitch shit and Sean O'Malley's all like oh I thought you were smart Ben you know the, if you ask the smartest man in the world yeah but if you also ask the smartest man in the world to get in there and fist fight with somebody and fight to the death and hope the ref stops you in time the smartest man in the world would tell you no because that's stupid you know what I'm saying so, so it's the same. It's the same thing. I'm not listening to Sean O'Malley. He's one of the smartest men in the world. Would would have done the same thing he done. Yeah, but the smartest man in the world is not a fighter either. And you're you're a fighter, bro. You had a, you had a leg injury. You could have hobbled out of there. You literally got carried off on a stretcher, moaning and crying. And I don't know. He lost a little bit of respect for me on that one. But end of the day, I still think he's a great fighter, and I think he's going to. Uh, be a champion someday soon because Sean O'Malley has the blueprint figured out you cut massive weight massive massive amounts of weight and you fought you fight at a division where you have a size advantage this is what John Jones did for years John Jones John Jones has always been a heavyweight he's cut down to 205 to fight smaller guys the problem is now that everybody's doing that so the new competition coming up is a bunch of guys who should be fighting heavyweight that are all fighting light heavyweight they're all just cutting the weight to fight light heavyweight Johnny Walker's fucking huge it's just another guy he's like a goddamn viking you know he's huge as shit it's you know these guys coming up are a lot bigger than you know the shogun ruas or the leota machita even leota machita went down the middleweight you know so you know these guys are a lot bigger than your rampages and all that stuff so john jones had a you know had a lot of good upcoming talent that he probably wasn't going to be able to compete with. And then everybody, everybody talks about John Jones wrestling. His wrestling is so dominant. When's the last time you seen John Jones wrestling in the fight? Because everybody has takedown defense now, and everybody is his size now, and they have takedown defense. This is why I don't see him doing great on the heavyweight division, because I don't see him getting the same takedowns he was getting before, you know? And his stand-up is not really that good. I'm sorry. John Jones' stand-up was good when he was on coke and fucking steroids. Ever since then, look at him in the Tiago Santos fight. Tiago couldn't even walk after that fight. And he stood in there five rounds with John Jones and didn't get knocked out. You know, didn't take too many big shots or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, things things are different in in the UFC nowadays, especially with this weight cutting. In my opinion, weight cutting is stupid. Weight cutting is just a <clears throat> weight cutting is pretty much a way to cheat because it makes no sense that 
our 170 pound champ walks around damn near 200 pounds. That just doesn't make any sense that our 170 pound champ walks around 200 pounds. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? They step in the octagon to fight, not even weighing 170. And that's for every weight class, you know? No one steps in the octagon at the weight they're fighting at. You know, so in my opinion, weight cutting should be banned. Like, they should stop weight cutting and make everybody fight at their natural weight class. We would see a lot of champions not even win fights. <laughs> you know, we would see a lot of champions being forced to fight at their regular weight class and not even winning fights. You know, another thing the UFC does, too, I think is crazy as shit, is that they pretend as if fighters like Conor McGregor has three wins in three different weight classes. Well, let me put that into some perspective for you guys, okay? Because Conor, okay, so he has a win at, at Feather. He has a win at Lightweight. He has a win at, at Welter. But he's fought in Lightweight's at a welterweight. Nate Diaz is not a welterweight. He is not ranked in the welterweight division. He's ranked in the lightweight division because he is a 155er. He is not a, a, a welterweight. They just don't cut weight and fight at welterweight. The same with Donald Cerrone. I don't care what nobody says. Look it up if you don't believe me. Donald Cerrone signed with the UFC as a lightweight. He has, has he has had his success in the UFC at lightweight. He has fought for the lightweight belt. Yes, he can go up and fight at 170, but Donald Cerrone is a lightweight fighter. He would never fight for a title at 170, even if he started his career at 170. He would have never made it as far as as he did at lightweight. He is a lightweight. Just about all of his fights have been at lightweight. So when Conor beats him, oh, I've got uh, three finishes and three different weight classes. The first UFC, ah, shut the fuck up. No one believes that Donald Cerrone didn't throw that fight, okay? If you're just one of the people who say, oh, no, if you think he threw that fight, you're a casual. You don't know Donald. Neither do fucking you. You don't know him in real life. You know who the UFC has bigged him up to be to you, okay? That's what you know about Donald Cerrone. You don't know Donald Cerrone in real life. In Money Talks, Donald Cerrone is the perfect fighter to throw a fight because he has a shit record. He's a journeyman, first off, okay? He's a journeyman. He's never going to fight for the title. He has no aspirations to fight for the title. He's just fighting for the check. Okay? It makes perfect sense that he will be the comeback fight to give Conor a win before Conor gets a title shot again. COVID-19 fucked his whole title shot and fighting up because there's no point of Conor fighting and they're going to miss out on all the money they can make with him fighting with the, with the live crowd, you know? So, you know, I just... It's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's bullshit. Connor's awesome, but let's be real. He's not out there beating up fucking welterweights. Connor would get smashed against Jorge Masvidal. That's why they didn't make the fight. Connor would get smashed against Kamaru Usman. That's why they don't make the fight. Tyron Woodley would smash him. He would get in. I don't even think, speaking of T. Woods, he has a fight coming up with Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington is finna beat the brakes off of Tyron Woodley, you guys. I'm sorry. Tyron has not been... His last, his fight with Kamar Usman was horrible. He didn't even really throw any punches. He just kept trying to throw this crazy overhand, you know, and that shit was not landing, you know what I'm saying? He just was banging up against the cage, just getting beat the whole fight. It was horrible. His fight with Gilbert Burns was equally as bad. He talked all this shit about what he was going to do. 
And the fight with Gilbert Burns was equally as bad. Okay, his uh, I don't see him beating Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington has a high output of strikes. Kobe Covington fought with uh, Robbie Lawler, who is a hell of a striker and a big puncher. And Kobe Covington whooped his ass. I see Kobe Covington beating the shit out of um, Tyron Woodley, and then I see Kobe Covington maybe back in that title. You know, talks for that title again, you know. And I see Kobe Covington being a champ one day. Because regardless of what he says, you can't deny he is a good fighter. You know what I'm saying? And um, But then, I, I don't know. Who knows? Because we still got Leon Edwards, who people are sleeping on. Leon Edwards is on an eight-fight win streak. And people don't want to fight Leon. Leon should be the one getting the title, not Gilbert Burns. I'm sorry. Gilbert Burns is good. And he beat uh, Damian Maia, but... Damian Maya is now just a, a name for guys like him to, you know, propel their their careers off of, you know. And he's now just a name for that, I feel, or whatever. Same as uh, Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson is a, is a name to, to prepare your propel your career off of. The problem is sometimes it doesn't always, doesn't always work out like that. Because when um. What was his name? Edmund Sebastian, whatever. That guy that Ronald Rousey was promoting real big. Got his ass whooped out there. You understand? They tried to make it seem like it was just fatigue. No, it was everything else. It was talent. It was skill level. That guy was not ready for the UFC. He just knew the right people. He knew the right people to get into the UFC. And that's another thing with the UFC, too, a lot. A lot of times, you just got to know the right people. Not so much your skill set. Because everybody trying to get there is a hard worker. Everybody trying to get there has a high skill set. A lot of times, it's who you know. Notice, even on the Contender Series. If you know the right people, you'll get in. They just had this young girl on there fight this older lady. The girl's like 20. And the girl was a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. She was not UFC ready. But she knows Uriah Faber. So she's in the UFC now. You know what I'm saying? Because Uriah Faber co-signs for her. So all she has to do is win the fight. And she's in the UFC now. And with that guy that Ronda Rousey knows, they beat him up like he was the next, the next big thing. And he went out there and got washed by Derek Brunson. And Derek Brunson is a good fighter. But let's be real. He's a gatekeeper. You know what I'm saying? And he got washed by Derek Brunson. And I just don't think he was ready for that level of fighting yet. They should have put him through some tests first, you know, and let him fight. Because even with Sean O'Malley, he's been fighting trash cans for a minute. You know, he stepped, he stepped up in competition with um, Wineland and with Cheeto Vera. Before that, he's fighting trash cans. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. He's fighting trash cans, though. So, you know, there's that, you know what I'm saying? So, who knows, you know, who knows? Hopefully, they can uh, get this guy that Ronald Rousey was promoting. Hopefully, they get him some more fights, get him some more experience, you know. Just being around it and knowing these people, you still need that good fight experience in, in the octagon. And they say that about certain people who I feel like are more experienced and more... more uh, just more experienced and just more sharp around the edges than this guy was. And these other guys, you know, watching the contender series, they'll be like, ah, he needs some more experience before he's in the UFC. And I'm like, really? Because y'all let people in all the time don't have so much experience, but they just know the right people. A lot of times you can't get into the UFC unless you train with the right people, you know the right people. They're all coming out of the same gyms pretty much. 
you know so you gotta take with a take it with a grain of salt when these guys are telling you these are the best in the world you know Eddie Alvarez was one of the best in the world he goes to 1FC and gets smashed you know what I mean by one of their guys who hasn't even won a title you know so these guys aren't the best in the world but some of them are very very good fighters regardless of how they got there or whatnot they're hard workers they're good fighters um what was it martin vittori whatever he's looking for a fight somebody needs to beat his ass and shut him up because he is not that good i'm sorry he is not that but the problem is you know he's a big guy and he's a dangerous fight for anybody he really is but i just don't think he's that good and i and i feel like there's a lot of middleweights that will whoop his ass you know what i'm saying so hopefully he gets what he's asking for soon too you know oh cody garbarant fighting for the flyweight i don't like that okay cody garbarant is not ranked in the flyweight division. There are other flyweights down there who've been fighting their asses off, who can't get this title shot, and there's somebody who's not even ranked in your division gets a title shot because he's a big name, because of who he knows, not because of his body of work. You see what I'm saying? Granted, his two, his three-fight losing streak was two fights lost to the same person, but it was still a three-fight losing streak. He wins one fight, and now he's right back in title talks. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy how they, how the rankings don't really mean anything in the UFC. They're more, they're more than anything. They're popularity rankings, all right. Because the fact that Nate Diaz hasn't fought at lightweight, I don't know how long, and it's still in the rankings. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. That's crazy that, that there's guys fighting under him who can't get that title shot. You know, so. It's crazy. Now, not saying that Nate will ever get one. You know, Nate will never get one either. But it's crazy that Nate Diaz, this journeyman fighter, is ranked above people who are active and have better records than him. It's crazy how Gilbert Burns can jump from a division right into the top 10 of this next division, win a couple fights, and now he's going for the title. You know what I mean? It's just crazy how, you know, they choose who, who not to push. End of the day, I don't think Gilbert Burns is going to beat Kamaru Usman. I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I I see Kamar Usman defending the title until he has to fight Kobe Covington again. And then I see him losing that fight. I see him losing that fight quite convincingly. You know, know the base of my mind on that. Featherweight title, Alexander Volkanovsky. I don't know what they're doing with this. Fucking Henry Cejudo, right? Like, what the fuck? I hate Henry Cejudo. Not only is he not as good as he really thinks he is, the only fight he had that really impressed me was the uh, Marlon Moraes fight. Oh, man, he came out with some adjustment. That was a good fight. Demetrius Johnson beat him twice. They screwed Demetrius the second time. Uh, TJ Dillashaw was not out. Don't know why that fight was even called. He was not out. He was literally still there. So was Dominic Cruz. And I hate Dominic Cruz, but so was Dominic Cruz. And then he retires. But after he retires, he is still trolling for fights. So did you really retire or did you just want uh, a bigger payday? And you couldn't get a bigger payday because you're little as hell and your fights don't bring in the views. You know what I'm saying? And because you're little as hell. And like I said, your fight just doesn't bring in the views, you know? So, I don't know. Henry Cejudo, hopefully, hopefully he never comes back. And hopefully we can get him out of the talks of MMA because he keeps inserting himself in MMA conversations when he claims he's retired. 
fucking retire then. Same with Conor McGregor. If you're retired, fucking retire. How many times has Conor announced a retirement and has still been trying to get a fight? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's just what these guys do. They announce retirement to come back. John Jones vacating the belt. Oh, who cares? John Jones. I don't care. You know, I want active champions. I like Steve Bay, but Steve Bay's not active enough for me. Maybe it was because of the eye pokes or whatever. I don't know. I'm hoping Francis Nugano knocks his ass out because Francis will be an active champion. Francis will fight as much as he can. You know, he will fight as much as he can. He will be an active champion. And then we can get to see a real dominant heavyweight champion. Stipe is a dominant champion. And right now, Stipe is the best heavyweight of all time. I think Francis is going to surpass surpass that. I think Francis is going to fight more. And that's how you, you know, become the best of all time. It's not having two titles. That shit is so gay now. Like, Conor had two titles, didn't defend them. He's the greatest of all time having two titles. Henry Cejudo, two titles. Controversial title defenses at, at best, you know, like what the fuck? He's the best ever now, you know. We got, you know, now uh, Amanda Nunes, she is truly the GOAT. She has both titles, she defends both titles. She is truly the GOAT, you know what I mean? Um, Corey Anderson leaving the UFC was not a shocker to me. He would never be a champion in the UFC. Not after Jan knocked him out. He was on a good win streak. Jan knocked him out. He would never be a champion. He would have to fight back two or three years to get that title shot. He'll never be a champion in the UFC. They're not going to push him to the front to be a champion. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Corey. You have to have more convincing wins. I like Corey Anderson. But Corey Anderson has a style of fighting that is not appeasing even to the hardcore fans like myself, I'm all for the wrestling. I love watching the good wrestling exchange, the good jujitsu match. I watch combat jujitsu all the time. You know, I love watching jujitsu. You know, but when you get somebody on the ground and you don't do damage and you just maintain top position, that makes for a boring fight. Because it is as if you're literally just holding the guy down so he can't fight you. It's as if you're literally stalling the fight. Now, if you're battling for a dominant position so you can rain down some ground and pound, then that's different. But if you're just sitting in one spot, you know, and Corey Anderson has a, doesn't have the, the uh, fastest pace style of fighting. And when he started trying to pick up on that or whatever, he, he knocked out Johnny Walker, which was awesome to watch. I was so happy for him then. But then he turns around and gets knocked out by Jan and... He'll never be a champ. Now, he'll be a dominant champ at Bellator because fucking Ryan Bader was the champ champion at Bellator until he got beat just recently. But Ryan Bader was the champ champ. Enough said. <laughs> Ryan fucking Bader. I'm sorry. Ryan Bader's not a bad fighter, but let's be real. If he was in the UFC right now, he wouldn't even be in the top five in any division. Let's just be real. Bellator talent is not on the same level. Bellator has more um Bellator has more names has more big names than anything you know more than anything Bellator just has big names so the talent is not the same I think the only promotion that has equivalent talent to UFC is 1FC 
I think, and you know what? Wouldn't it be awesome? This is just like one of those fan fantasies. Wouldn't it be awesome if they had an event where they did Bellator versus UFC or UFC versus fucking 1FC and it was all champions versus champions? Man, imagine a five-card main event with champions versus champions from another promotion. Man. I wouldn't want to see the Bellator champions against them, although I think some of the Bellator champions would do good. I would like to see the 1FC champions against some of the uh, UFC champions. And the Bellator ones, too. I'm not going to lie. I want to see those, too. You know, I think that would be a banging event, and that would generate more money and pay-per-view sales than anything you can do with Conor McGregor. Anything. You know, I think that would generate a lot. But then that will also expose some of these UFC champions. And that's what UFC doesn't want because they promote their fighters to be the best in the world. And they are the best in the world as long as you don't see otherwise. You know, when they fight some of these other fighters, I think they'll get their asses kicked. Some of them would. Some of them will still win. But some of them are truly like Paulo Costa. I think he'll go anywhere and beat the shit out of anybody. You know, Paulo Costa is fucking like, you know, Yoel Romero was, was at one point in time the scariest guy in the middleweight division. He is no longer the scariest guy. It's now Paulo Costa. <laughs> it's now Paulo Costa. But I don't know. That's it for today, you guys. I'm going to cut this a little short. But hey, Mark Washington, 1986 at Gmail. Hit me up. We can all hop on here and instead, like I say, instead of arguing in the comment section on YouTube, let's hop on and have a discussion, you know, because even in the YouTube, when we have civil, civil discussions, we got to reply back and forth and all this shit. Let's talk about it, man. Everybody hit me up. We'll all hop on together and we'll all talk about it. And we'll see how the fans really feel about these UFC fighters and not how the people who are paid to promote them feel. 